This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey, you guys. I hope you guys are doing good today. I cannot believe it is already Wednesday. It is the middle of March. Time is flying. Let me make sure my screens are up and you guys can see me. Okay, good. Y'all see me? Y'all see me? Y'all hear me? Hey, y'all. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it's a lot going on. Thank y'all. Y'all like the hair? Appreciate it. You know, I like to switch it up, hoodie. You know, wig ain't nothing but a hat. Okay, switch it up. But um, it has been a lot going on, child. Huh? I know everybody's gonna want me to go live since Monday, but we did a Zoom meeting Sunday, so I I hadn't wanted to go live. It's just been a lot. You know, I have to check up on my finances, honey. I've been in and out of meetings ever since this damn bank collapse you know, meeting with financial agents and making sure everything's going good because y'all know I'm working on new properties. And so I've been busy dealing with that. So I've just been trying to shoot videos at night and, you know, give y'all, you know, a little bit of tea. It's been a lot of Krishan and Blueface news out there, but I am hanging in there. I'm doing good. Um, before I get started, I wanted to let my good truther friend, really graceful, know that I got her book. Um, the Deep State Encyclopedia. So thank you, Really Graceful. Y'all not fuck with the truther community, honey. That is, you know, that's the community I rock with on YouTube. I love the truthers. They've always accepted me when everybody else, you know, down talked me, said I was a weird conspiracy nut and all that stuff. Um, they accepted me for who I am, okay? So I rock with them and I'm really proud of you. Um, I started the first chapter it's a it's a thick book. It's gonna take me a while to get through it because I have a lot going on. But congratulations on your book and just thank you for thinking of me and sending it directly to my PO box. So I really appreciate it. And good luck on everything with your book. I just think that's awesome. I love when YouTubers, you know what I'm saying, just like put themselves out there, write books, and you know, she's just I love her content. I've loved her content and her editing style ever since she came on YouTube. So I'm just really proud of you. So thank you once again for sending me that book. Um, you, look, the book is thick now. I ain't going to lie. So I said, it's going to take me a while to finish, okay? Because I got a lot going on. It's a thick book. But I did start it, and it's very interesting. And I love the fact that, you know, it's out. We're seeing a lot of the stuff that's going on right now with the finance industry, with tech. You know, a lot of this stuff that I've been talking about for a while now is coming to pass. People are seeing it. You know, and we're going we're gonna to get into it. We're going to get a little bit deeper as, it, you know, the stream goes on and stuff. But um, it is. It's, we're living in some very, very interesting times out here, okay? So I wanted to go ahead and um, let me see here, talk about this whole situation here that is going on on social media. There's a lot going on. 
I want to talk about the Juan Dixon situation. Now, y'all remember we talked about Magic, you know, AKA, we ain't going to call him Magic Don Juan. We got a Magic Don Juan. We're going to call him uh, Potomac Don Juan, okay? If Don Juan ain't fucking something, he's getting fucked up in some shit, right? So it was announced yesterday that Juan Dixon, who is Robin Dixon's, well, it's, it's officially her husband because she remarried him. If you guys remember, they went through that whole song and dance this season, and they finally got married off camera. Um, you know, once the show was over, they went and got married. And I thought it was cute. I didn't like, though, how even when they're supposed to be in wedded bliss, Robin still comes out of nowhere and sticks up her middle finger. I'm like, how classless can you be? This was your big day. Why are you thinking about the haters? You know, she's like sticking up her middle finger in her wedding dress. I'm like, you're just ratchet. I don't care how blue your eyes are. You're just as ratchet and ghetto. Okay. So she's like giving the audience the finger, you know, because she's getting married again for the second time. Like, Robin, relax. Um, so anyhow, <laughs> she's just ratchet. Anyhow, so it's come out. They don't got rid of uh, Don Juan, honey. So everybody's talking and they're like, you know, well, what is going on? Why did Don Juan get fired? So let me read y'all what they came out with and stated today. They, they took to social media to let the world know that Don was fired. He's one of the head coaches at a college. Let me share my screen real quick here. So they got rid of him. Um, and this is what they wrote. Coppin State has parted ways with head coach Juan Dixon as told by at stadium former Maryland Terp star sent the last spent the last six seasons leading the coping program. So they're saying that, you know, they're trying to keep it neutral and say, Oh, you know, we just looked at some of the points and, you know, just things weren't seeming to be where they needed to be. But a lot of people know the T. I believe they got rid of uh, Juan Dixon because of the scandal that happened a few months ago where it came out that one of the team, the former team members of that team is suing that entire establishment, including Juan Dixon, for not protecting him. So this entire situation is just very disturbing. It's a very sick case. You have Juan's friend, his best friend that he got the job. He ends up catfishing a young man. This young man at the time is an 18-year-old freshman. You know, he's excited. He's playing basketball. And he ends up thinking that he's talking to, you know, a baddie. You know, he's, he's, he's playing college basketball. You know, at, you know, girls throw themselves at athletes. So he's thinking he got this baddie. This bad chick wants him. And she wants to, you know, see his package. She wants to see what he's working with off the court. So, you know, kids being kids, child, the little boy, because to me, you know, he's 18, he's still young. He done sent this person nudes and, you know, he's hoping to get nudes back. Well, come to find out it was a catfish. Okay. So now the person starts threatening him and saying, okay, I got your nudes. You need to give me, you know, you need to start doing sexual stuff on camera. And I want you to do sexual stuff. Y'all can't hear me. Somebody said they can't. If you can't hear me, that's on you because it looks like I have a very excellent connection. Okay. All right. So they're trying to pressure him to start doing sexual stuff. And he's saying he doesn't want to. Then Juan Dixon's best friend, who's another coach on the team, comes to the young man and was like, 
oh my gosh, you know what I'm saying? I'm getting harassed too by the same person. And so he's looking like, okay, this is somebody I can confide in who can help me get out this situation. The person ends up telling them, we want to see y'all have sex together. And at first the little boy's like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not gay. I don't want to do that. And the coach is like, it's okay. You know, let's just get down. And then all of this will go away. So now he's reluctant. He's like, you know, this is insane. Like I'm literally having to like get down with one of the coaches. Like this is crazy. So they end up doing the do on camera in front of this catfish. Okay. Yes. This whole situation is insane. And now they're thinking, okay, everything is done and over with, you know, the boy, you know, he's obviously upset, but he just wants all this to go away. So he goes home for the summer, school starts again, all of a sudden the catfish is back and the catfish is saying, now I want you to sleep with somebody else on the team. So now the little boy puts his foot down. He's like, you know what? I'm not doing this. This is not okay. You can do whatever you want to me. I'm done. The catfish ends up leaking every nude of the little boy, every sex act, him, you know, beating his meat, him sleeping. Well, they didn't show that part, but he leaked out everything to embarrass the boy. So now the little boy is very depressed. He's, you know, he wants to commit the S word. He's stressed. He finally admits to his parents what's going on, that he's been catfish. He's been threatened for the past two years. So now the parents are upset. Because, you know, the school is supposed to protect the students. So they go and they have a meeting with Juan Dixon and, you know, the whole staffing team. They said Juan was very cold, very dismissive towards the young man. And even after all his nudes leaked, Juan told him he had to come to practice that same day. He's like, I don't care about you being embarrassed up and down the DMV and all over the college campus. You will be here at practice. So Juan gave this boy no grace, no help. Honey, tell me why after some investigation, they end up, you know, going through the IP stuff, doing all the forensics. Guess who was behind the catfish, bitch? Lucius, Lucian, whatever the hell his damn name is, basically was Juan's best friend. Juan's best friend who was who came to the boy like, oh, I'm being catfished too. Oh my gosh, we got to figure this out. It was the best friend the whole time, the one that Juan hired. He was grooming the boy via the catfish to eventually get some from the boy. So the boy is suing the entire school, including Juan, Disc Juan Dixon. So all this came out. So a lot of people are thinking like, oh, you know, they just fired him because the team's not doing so good. Or, you know, they just want a new coach. Uh-uh, don't y'all forget about that damn lawsuit that Juan Dixon is involved in. The whole thing is just insane. Let me go ahead and share my screen. This man literally turned a blind eye. And what's more disturbing, why I was just really sickened when I first heard about this, because Marinelle first told me about this a few months ago. And what was so sick, as you guys know, if y'all watch the show, Juan and Robin are parents to two boys, okay? Robin is a boy's mom. I'm a parent to two boys. So... As, as a parent, I don't care if you have a son or a daughter, if a young man is being catfished and harassed and being pressured, you know, for sex and to send sexual pictures, why as a parent would you not go out your way, coach or not, 
coaching aside as a parent first to try and protect that young man. What if this was Juan Dixon's sons? His sons play basketball. His oldest son is getting ready to go into high school. You know, kids get catfished all the time. And for I keep telling y'all, you know, y'all be careful on these damn interwebs. Okay. There's a lot of creepy people out here who will pretend to be, you know what I'm saying? Uh, little Miss Susie up the street that goes to the neighboring school. And the whole time is some, you know, morbidly obese man living in his mom's basement, jerking off to your damn pictures. Y'all be careful sending all this naked shit out to people. So Juan did not protect this young man whatsoever. Let me share my screen here. Just, just very disturbing. So this is the, the article here. Juan Dixon turned a blind eye to sexual catfishing scandal between Coach Brownlee and Eben, or Eben Williams. And um, I'm going to play this. This person kind of broke it down on Twitter here. This may be the wildest story in the history of college basketball. Former Coppin State basketball player Ivan Williams filed a lawsuit accusing assistant coach Lucian Brownlee of catfishing him and coercing him into sending intimate photos and texts. Allegedly, Brownlee had approached Williams online disguising himself as a woman pretending to be romantically interested in Williams. Williams sent explicit photos and videos of himself for years with no clue that those images were going to his assistant coach. Brownlee eventually approached Williams saying that he was also being catfished by the woman and that she was blackmailing them into recording a sexual encounter with each other. Williams agreed to it out of fear that his intimate pictures would get leaked and he would lose his scholarship. He also wanted to protect his assistant coach in the process. After the request was met, Williams stopped responding to the woman, aka assistant coach Brownlee, and Brownlee became so upset that he leaked all the pictures as well as the videotaping. Williams apparently went to his head coach, Juwan Dixon, husband of Real Housewives of Potomac star Robin Dixon, who basically did nothing for Williams and made him show up to practice the day after everything leaked like nothing happened. On top of that, Williams lost his scholarship because of the incident. For more updates on this story, follow Bailey Jackson Sports. All right, so you guys just heard that. That was just a quick run through, but you guys can go through the court documents. Um, I was sickened, you know, when I first heard about the story because to me, a lot of these coaches, when they come to recruit these kids, right, from high school, they sit down with the parents and they, they, you know, they give you a good spiel. We're going to protect your child. We're going to make sure they get three hots in a cot. We're going to make sure they get their work done. You know, your child is like my child, you know, because you're giving up your child, you know, for these scholarships and shit like that. And so for a parent to entrust their child with this sports team, with this college team, and for their child to not be protected is insane. This man, Juan's so-called best friend, is not only a weirdo, he's a he's a pedo. He's a, he's a, you know, because the boy was 18, so I guess maybe, maybe legally he's not a pedo, but that's still a child, that's still somebody way younger than him, and he was going after him with deception. He didn't come at him and say, hey, you know, I'm gay too and I want to holler at you. He catfished him and, you know, and, and, and brought down his wall and had him sending nudes and stuff like that. You know, it's insane. And then you go to tell the people who are supposed to protect you, your coaches, about what you're going through because now you're stressing, you know, you're upset. And he comes in like a father figure, like, oh, hey, I'm going through it too. I too am being, you know, harassed and they want peen pics for me too, okay? So this is what we can do. And his and his harebrained idea is to get the catfish, you know, to leave us both alone 
I'm gonna need you to give me some head on camera in front of the catfish. What kind of sick shit is this? And this is Juan Dixon's best friend. So now I'm starting to give Juan the side eye. Remember when I first, when y'all got me to first start watching Real Housewives of Potomac, because remember I caught on to later seasons, then I had to go back and rewatch other seasons. And I said, what is going on with Juan and the white guy, Michael Derby? Why does he seem so infatuated with Juan? And then I found out later he had grabbed Juan's ass. He also said he wants to suck Juan off. And, you know, I always thought it was strange, as you know, masculine as Juan is, you know, big, you know, buff basketball coach. He didn't knock out Mike's, you know, Mike is an old, old man. Punch him in his mouth. Tell him to stop grabbing your ass. He grabbed, no, he grabbed like the cameraman's ass and then wanted to suck on Juan. Like, tell him to stop disrespecting you. You don't go down that route. But I noticed Juan was very comfortable with Michael playing with them and flirting with him. And I always thought that was very strange. But now I'm starting to think like, damn, Juan, is, are you and Lucian getting down? Because after it came out, because Juan was the one, once the, the police and stuff, once they did the forensics, and they found out that all of the IP and everything came back to Lucian. Juan didn't go out of his way to get his best friend fired. He told the young man that it was Lucian who was behind the whole catfish, but told him, it's okay. You know, he got a few screws lo loose. It's not a big deal. What do you mean it's not a big deal? This man pretended to be somebody else, had me sending nudes. And then proceeded to act like he was coming to save me from a situation and force me into a sex act with him. And you want me to forget it because he supposedly has a few screws loose. So this is why they're getting rid of Lucian. I don't know if his name is Lucian or Lucius, child. Y'all pick. Either way, he's a demon. We're going to call him Lucifer. Because that's some devilish shit. And it's like if he could do this to this young boy, who else was he doing this to? Matter of fact, this weekend, I was watching the ID channel like I always damn do. And there was a case. It took place in California. And it was an Asian teacher. Very well-liked teacher. He was young. I think he graduated from like, I don't know, child, one of them prestigious schools. And um, the teacher was catfishing half the students in his science room. So he was getting all types of topless pics and nudes from like, you know, the 14 and 15 year old boys because they all thought it was like an Instagram thotty. You know, oh, there's a baddie in my damn, you know, young boys, they don't think, they think with their damn hormones. They see a picture of a baddie, they think that's the real person that they're talking to. So all the boys in the class, they just start sending this so-called Instagram baddie, you know, pictures of them, nude and everything else, and come to find out the baddie was their Asian science teacher. You know, so it, it said the person ended up, um, he eventually got arrested, but it took a while because they kept making excuses for him and, oh, he would never do that. And even when other students were suspicious because he would say little things to them, um, he would treat the female students really bad and, you know, call them whores and talk to them crazy. And then when the parents would confront him, he'd act like the, the kids were lying on him. But I think he was just closeted. So he would take it out on the female students and then try and catfish the boys. It was a mess, child. It was on the ID channel. I watched it this weekend. So again, y'all got to be careful. But that is the real reason. Don't, don't let Robin Dixon try and spin a new narrative. That is the real reason I believe they got rid of Juan Dixon. Because his behavior was inappropriate. He did not do the right thing. And, you know, as somebody in a position of power, 
it is your job to protect young people, especially when they come to you needing help. You know, it's one thing that the boy never said anything and nobody knew he came to them needing help. Unfortunately, he went to the first coach first, who was really catfishing him. And then when that didn't, you know, when it when the sex acts didn't stop it, he eventually went to the entire coaching staff. And, you know, for Juan to act that cold and mean towards him, why? He did nothing wrong. He got catfished. You know what I'm saying? Like, that could happen to anybody. So why was Juan so cold and mean to him? Almost like he was upset that the boy was making a big deal out of everything and, you know, causing, you know, the, the, the flames to go up higher because he was sounding the alarm. So there's some sick shit going on in Potomac, honey. That's why I said, don't let all that, you know, people be having money. Money don't mean anything. Some people are very, very devious. So that whole situation is a mess. Um, I don't know if Juan can get charged. He's been fired. Um, I hope the Lucian man, Lucius, whatever the hell his damn name is, Lucian Brownlee, that's his name. Um, let me see if he's been arrested yet. I know he lost his job and he's being sued. They're taking legal action against the university and Juan, but let me see, was he ever arrested? Let me Google real quick. Cause he should face charges because I mean, was it really consensual if the boy was having sex with you and giving you head under duress? Cause that's how I look at it. He did it under duress to try and protect not only himself, but the coach that he thought was being, you know, um, blackmailed. He was scared that his coach would lose his job because the coach that he had sent him nudes and he was cheating on his wife. So the little boy felt bad. Like, I got to protect myself and my coach, only to find out the coach was behind all of this. So I, I think, you know, the head was under duress. I'm just saying. I'm trying to see if he was arrested. They may not arrest him because the boy was over the age of 18, but it's still sickening. Yeah, it doesn't look like he was arrested. They're saying that he's just being sued. So, yeah, I don't, I guess they can't, you know, they can't force any criminal charges. But, yeah, it was definitely 100% assault. You know, I mean, he went about so many means of getting sex out this young boy. So, you know, and, and honestly, this probably happens more times than not. And a lot of people are not honest about it. A lot of people are easily embarrassed. Who wants to admit that they were catfish? You know what I'm saying? So again, y'all have to be very, very careful with the people that you talk to online, the people that you send pictures to, because again, you never know. It may be that person, may not be that person. And let's just say, for instance, maybe it was a baddie. Maybe it was really a female. How do you not know that she may not have nefarious things? You know what I'm saying? She may take your pictures and blackmail you. Just have to be really, really careful when sending intimate pictures of yourself to people. For real. Yeah, the whole thing is just, it's really sad. Let me go ahead and read some of these comments here. I hope everybody's doing good. Welcome. Got about 6,000 people in here. Come on in. Um, let's see here. Ladybug says, please pray for my family. We just had a house fire. I believe in prayer. Please pray for us. Love you all. Thank you so much. I hope everything works out. We will definitely keep you in prayer. House fires are no joke. I hope you guys had house insurance. Everybody should make sure they have some type of 
home insurance, um, even if you live in an apartment, always keep some type of insurance just so that way in case something happens, you guys are protected. So always have some type of apartment insurance and home insurance, but I hope everything works out for you. Um, let's see here, Blocky on a side hoe. <laughs> Y'all are a mess. Leather hair boo looking fly as always. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Um, Mokasage Beauty sent $9.99 says, Hey T, you are a light in this world. Always bring a smile to my face when I see you. And that teen and that tin hat be tingling. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, sis. Thank you for coming through today. Um, let's see here. Uh-oh, money bag Mo's in the building. What's up, Mo? Mo done came through. She dropped $299.99. Thank you once again, Mo, for just coming through and showing support to my stream. Like always, it means a lot to me. So thank you so much. Appreciate you, sis. Um, let's see here. Junior Herrera sent $9.99. Says, I finally made a live. I'm the playback king. Love you, auntie. Much love from the Bay Area in California. Thank you so much. What's up, Junior? I'm glad you were able to make it to the stream today. Thanks for coming through. Appreciate you. Uh, let's see here. JTV says, hey, T, been subscribed for a while. I'm loving it. Keep up the good work. I hope this message goes through. P.S. Can I please be a mod? Um, yes, just because I know you're always in here. Let me see here. There you go, Jay. Thank you so much for coming through. Appreciate you. Um, let's see here. Taylor Bradley says, hey, T, I've been a tea sipper for over six years. You've been such a blessing for me through high school and college um, through the high school and college years, love you, T. Love you, too, and thank you so much. I appreciate y'all, man. I, I love my tea sippers. Y'all go hard, and I, I appreciate it. Like I said, if it wasn't for y'all, I'd have been left social media and found something else to do. But um, I, I love it, and I just love the support that you guys show. So thank you guys so much. Um, let's see here. Jillian sent $50, says, your hair is gorgeous. You look like a beautiful Ariel. Thank you. <laughs> she says, happy Wednesday. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks for coming through. And thank you for the super chat, love. Appreciate you. Um, let's see here. Erica sent 10, says, hey, sorry, I can't support like I used to because these bills are a mess, but I love you. Keep it. Thank you so much. And no, I appreciate it. I, I Whatever y'all send, I don't care if it's $299, like money bag mo or $199, trust me, I, I appreciate it because y'all don't have to send it. It's very humbling, and it just shows that you guys support me regardless of what YouTube got going on, and that means a lot to me. So thank you so much. I appreciate it, sis. Um, Jazz Harrison 5 says, hey, T, I'm paying for Discord but didn't have access. Please let me back in. How did that happen? You paid and you didn't get in. Why didn't you email us? Um, Jazz, send me an email right now and we'll get you over to the Discord ladies and they will get you in there. So send me an email, lovelyt2002yahoo.com. Okay, thank you. Uh, let's see here. KN says the only reason he could have been that cold if he had known about it. Doesn't make sense to be nonchalant about such an issue as an adult. I agree, sis, because even me telling the story to y'all, people are in the chat mad, people are shocked, people are disgusted. Meanwhile, uh, Potomac Don Juan is sitting here like he's bored, like, next case. 
Hold up. This man has been literally, this young man has literally been assaulted and catfished and you're acting like you don't care. So I, I agree with you. I believe that he knew what his best friend was doing and he may have been in on it. And they thought it was funny with some type of sick joke to them, you know? So yeah, that's not how normal people react to a situation like that, especially when you're a father of two boys yourself. Because had that been Juan's sons who were done like that, he'd be livid, he'd be pissed off. So to not have that same empathy for somebody else's child is sickening. So I hope that young man gets a lot of, a lot of therapy because that's sad, you know? He went into this catfish wanting a woman and then he ends up having to sleep with a guy. You know, that's insane. So it's sad. Um, let's see here. Taylor sent 499 says, love you, T. Thank you for all you do. God bless. You are so welcome. Thank you so much. I appreciate you for coming through. Um, Stud sent $2 and says, how is this Juan's fault? Stud, did you not watch what I just said for the past? How long have I been on here? 28 minutes? It's Juan's fault because he didn't do what he was supposed to do as the other assistant coach. That'd be like, that's like you going to school right now, right? You get your ass beat on the playground. You get jumped by like 12 kids. Okay. You're missing a tooth. You're bleeding. You go to your principal for help. The assistant principal, you go to them for help. I just got jumped. And they basically shrug their shoulders and say, better luck next time, kid, and walk off. You get how Juan is responsible now? He was supposed to help investigate and protect that young man. And he did nothing but give him the cold shoulder. So Juan, as a, as a person who works in the school system, college, high school, elementary, whatever, you are, dedicate, you are delegated to um, alert the police when things like this happen. It is your job to sound the alarm. It is your job to get to the bottom of this. Juan didn't call the police. They were trying to keep it hush-hush. They were being very dismissive of it. And this young man was traumatized. Hence why he now has a case and he's suing the entire school system along with Juan Dixon. He's supposed to be a reporter. Anytime you hear of some type of abuse going on involved in the school system, you are by law supposed to report that. Juan didn't do it. So that is how Juan is at fault. Thank you, mandatory reporting. Thank you, that's what I was trying to say. Mandatory reporting. And he did not do that. He basically dismissed the young man and felt like it was above his pay grade. But we're feeling that the reason why he had that attitude is because he knew his best friend was behind the catfish and he didn't care. And I'm sure the best friend had probably done it to other people. That wasn't his first time. So... That's why Juan's at fault. So I hope that explained it. Um, let's see here. Um, Todd French sent five says, as a parent, I would tighten them both up. Effing weirdos. These people are terrible and need to be dealt with criminally, monetarily. Meet me outside. Exactly. Exactly. It, it's, it's, you know, it's not okay. I mean, and think about this. I know a lot of times we try to dismiss things when it's young boys. Oh, you know, he's a man. Oh, toughen up. But no, let's change the genders. Imagine if this was a young girl. Remember, they started when he was 18. So that's still a very young person. Imagine if this was a young girl thinking that she was talking to a young boy. Okay. And she's sending this other young boy, you know, topless pictures of herself, nudes, 
you know, females do it all the time. That's what they taught me in Euphoria. They said, y'all send, you know, naked selfies, like how we used to, you know, swap baseball cards and cabbage patch. What was that? Garbage pail kid cards. That's what y'all do now, right? That's y'all's generation. Y'all send, you know, nudes, right? I'm not judging. That's what they said on Euphoria. So if I'm a young girl and I'm sending what I believe is another young boy, topless nudes of myself, but the whole time, it's the, the lesbian, you know, gym teacher catfishing me. And she comes to me crying tattoo tears like, oh, I'm being catfished too. You know, we got to, you know, us women have to stick together. We got to, you know, rage against this person who's catfishing us. Let me eat your coochie. Y'all would feel so much more empathy if that was a woman. Do y'all get it? Same thing. Genders reversed. Nobody would excuse that. You know what I'm saying? And that's what happened to the little boy. He basically had to suck peen under duress. That ain't right. That ain't cool. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, as a parent, man, th this is some weird shit. I don't care if it was a little boy or a little girl. It's not okay. It's not okay. And to know that a person in authority was behind it is sickening. It's one thing if it was a random stranger on the internet, but to know your coach and this man is, and think about it. The man is getting off on knowing that he's causing this little boy anxiety, stress, sleepless nights. Because he's befriending him and like, you know, yeah, I'm going through it too. He's pretending to go through it with the boy. Just lying to him, knowing he's the one typing all the bullshit and harassing him. That's some psychopathic shit. He needs to be in jail. That's some really devious stuff. It really is. Somebody said lesbian gym teacher left my ass off. My gym teacher in middle school and elementary school were lesbians. Every gym teacher I've ever had was a lesbian. But back then, they never said it. Like, it wasn't, you know, I grew up in the 90s, so nobody talked about their sex. I don't know what y'all be doing in school now. Y'all's teachers be trying to get affirmations from the children. It's very strange nowadays in school. But all my gym teachers, you know, the females, they were all lesbians, but they never came out and said, you know, I'm gay. They never did that. You could just tell. They're very manly. But um, my one gym teacher in elementary school, she was cool as hell. Flat-chested as hell. But she was so funny. <laughs> she was like, y'all need to run around the gym. And we were like, I forgot her name. And we were like, can you play MC Hammer? We were like, can you play, you can't touch this. And she'd be like, no, y'all can listen to Young MC. She used to think that Young MC was MC Hammer. So they would be playing the Young MC song, just bust the move. We're like, this is not MC Hammer. It has MC in it, running around the gym. <laughs> she was so crazy. And she used to smoke like a damn chimney. So while we're running around the gym, she would go out the exit door and be out there smoking. <laughs> Our gym teacher was a mess in elementary school, but she was cool as hell. But she used to smoke, she smelled like cigarettes and she would only play young MC because she thought, you know, as long as it had MC in the name, it did not matter. We're like, can you play? You can't touch this. Yep. You want it? You got, this is not, you can't touch this. Well, it's MC somebody. Y'all run. <laughs> Jim used to be lit. Oh my gosh. But I loved it. She was so cool. She was like a dope gym teacher. She was so funny. And so every time I hear bust a move, I always think elementary school gym. Cause that's the only song she would play for us. She'd be like, it's Willard. And he has MC in his name. <laughs> Bless her heart, honey. 
Uh, let me see here. Uh, Nails World Sim 499 says, I'm not surprised with Juan. He seems shady. He cannot even stay out of hotels with women. When he has a woman at home, this is crazy. The youth should be safe. Exactly. No, I definitely, definitely agree. So, y'all, let me see. I've been on here for 35 minutes. Let me go ahead and play this ad, child. You know what we're going through here in this social media world. So, let me play this ad real quick. And then um, we're going to finish talking about the rest of these stories. Give me just a second here. We got a word from today's show sponsor. Better help. Give me just a second. All right, here we go. Hey, you guys, I hope you guys are doing good today. Today's show sponsor is BetterHelp. And as you guys know, a lot of people are going through it. People are really stressed out. We have the cost of living going up, and a lot of people do not know what their future may look like in 2023. Did you know that a licensed therapist can help you become a better problem solver, making it easier to accomplish your goals no matter how big or small? Talking out your issues, problems, and fears with a licensed therapist can help you become less stressed and more confident in accomplishing your goals. So if you're thinking about trying out therapy, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, it's accessible, and it's all online. All you have to do is go onto their website and fill out a short survey, and they'll match with one of their hundreds of licensed therapists. And also, don't forget that if you're not clicking with that therapist, you can switch therapists at any time. So you're never going to be stuck with one particular therapist. So if you want to be a better problem solver and get your goals accomplished, therapy can definitely get you there. So make sure you guys go on to betterhelp.com slash sip slow to get 10% off of your first month. So once again, go on to the website betterhelp.com slash sip slow to save 10% off your first month. So make sure you guys check them out. All right, y'all. Thank you guys for your patience. Oh, we got to pay some bills around these, around these parts. So anyhow, I want to go ahead. We're going to switch out for the whole Juan Dixon situation. But I had to talk about that because I, I saw a lot of people, you know, saying that's not right. Oh, they don't fire at the black man. Oh, they're picking up. No, y'all don't want to claim this black man right now. He was on some bullshit. So I think more people, you know, a lot of people didn't know about it, kind of went under the, you know, radar. But that, I believe that that's the main reason why they fired him, because now the school is looking at a huge lawsuit and that young man should get every penny because what happened to him was not OK. And again, like I said, if the genders were reversed, it probably would be more viral. It probably if this, like I said, this was a young girl and she was catfished in this manner. This probably would be a big Me Too movement. So, no, Juan deserves to be fired and he should have been fired months ago, in my personal opinion. So I, don't, I think he messed up right now. I don't think he's going to be able to get another coaching job. I wouldn't want him coaching my kids. I know that much. Because if you're, if you're not going to treat my kids like you would treat your own, I don't want you coaching my children. Because, again, he has two boys. If those were his sons, Juan would not have let that go. He would not have let that go. So so now I want to go ahead and uh, segue here. I want to talk about this situation that's going on with Charleston White, okay? Now, I have not watched Charleston White in a while, unless he's viral for something. The last time I watched him, and at that point I was over him, was the whole situation when he pulled out the gun on that blogger. And I think it came out later that it was staged, you know, just some goofy, stupid shit for them to go viral. 
but I, I don't agree with the antics. You know, you can't talk about violence and hip hop and, you know, all these rappers, you know, having guns and doing the wrong thing. And then you're perpetuating that same lifestyle. You know, even if it was a skit, why? Why even have to go there? So I haven't watched him since then, but I guess him and DJ Academics, they were supposed to be doing some type of, you know, live comedy shows. Funny how everybody's doing live shows now, right? So they're supposed to be doing some type of live comedy show. Now, him and China Mac, they've been going back and forth for a while now from what I'm hearing. And so there's a video of Charleston White going off on Asian people. And he is going in, um, being very, very like just derogatory, saying a lot of like really messed up stuff. Now, I'm not going to lie. I've seen this video before. It's been on the Internet. But it's very funny that now it's going viral and they're using this video to cancel him. I don't agree with anything said in this video. I'm going to play for y'all. But this video is old. This has been on the Internet. So let me go ahead and share this with y'all real quick here. Give me just a second. Okay, here we go. What was this muted? Hold on. Oh, new button. Hate for a I hate age. I like we hate gays. I don't give a fuck about the Asian hate bill. I hate Asian. I hate Johnny Dane. I don't eat Chinese food. Only time I ever wanted some Chinese pussy was in a bathhouse fucking them Chinese sex ladies. I wouldn't dare. Yeah, 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 yeah. Chinese bitches can't suck dick good. Yeah, I hate Chinese people. Shit, I don't give a fuck about China, man. I hate Chinese people, nigga. I think Chinese stores should be robbed. I think Chinese women should be raped. Brutally. By big dick, well-hung black men that hate Chinese women. Fuck China Mac. I think Chinese babies should be raped, nigga, and killed and used as alligator bait. I think Chinese babies should be killed and sodomized and used as alligator bait. Fuck China Mac, nigga. I hate Asians. I'm a hate for. Okay. So they go back and forth. Clown Charleston White is me, right? And before I go any further, let me say this. Let me make this very clear. Charleston White don't speak for all black people. He don't. This ain't a black and Asian thing. This is a Charleston White thing. So we're going to keep it on Charleston White. Charleston White, you a bitch, right? You got a lot of foul stuff to say about my people, and we're going to hold you accountable for that. Facts. April 30th, you're going to be in New York City, right? You got a show at the Gramercy Theater, theater right, with academics, right? Academics, you stand by this, bro? Are you co-signing this? You co-signing this, this racism, this rhetoric, this 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 bullshit. Is you co-signing that? Cause inquiring my minds want to know, bro. Like you know what I'm saying? Gramercy Theater, right? April 30th, right? Say less. So this video this Okay. So they've been going back and forth. China Mac is taking up for his people. You know, he definitely feels a way. Um people are trying to hold DJ academics accountable as well. So basically read the story. Um White and AK's The Truth is Funny comedy show was scheduled to be held at the Big Apple's Gramercy Theater on April 30th, but it has been axed for undisclosed reasons. The tickets were scheduled to go on sale Monday, March 13th, but never hit the open market. Many have connected it to Charleston White's recent vitriolic rant against rapper China Mac and other Asians, although that has yet to be confirmed. 
So now this is what Charleston White is saying. Hey, yo, so that when you still was a D-town there. They canceled your show in NYC. Talk about it. Uh, I canceled the motherfucking show. China Mac scared the shit out of me. They ain't canceled nothing. I canceled that motherfucker, nigga. They ain't, I can't take no guns to New York. Then they said I can't bring the pig poker. They said I couldn't bring the pig poker. So they so they told me I couldn't bring. So all the night out, you can't bring that knife. You can, I said, man, I ain't going then. Fuck that. Do you fuck Asian women? I have. Yeah, when I used to, when I used to play trick, I I played trick before. Yeah, yeah, I played trick before. Yeah, yeah, going to the Asian bathhouse. Nah, you scared, huh? Scared the motherfucker. Nigga, I ain't scared. Long as I can bring my weapons, I ain't scared. But I can't fight my nigga. I, I bring. I'm a. I'm a jail. Yeah, no. I just found out Charleston White show got canceled. Right, academics. That show got canceled. I know a lot of people happy about that. You feel me? But uh, I'm not one of those people because I was really actually looking forward to the show. Like I wanted to meet Charleston White in person. Like I wanted to see like that energy. I wanted to see if that energy was gonna be the same in person. Like if he was gonna keep that same energy. You talk mad shit about New York City, bro. My city. You talk mad shit about my people. Like you know what I'm saying, I want to see what's up, bro. So now you're not performing in New in New York City no more. What's up, bro? I need that fade, man. You trying to step in the ring with me or what's up? Let, 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 let's make that happen, bro. Let's get to that. Hey, yo, so. Okay. So that is the gist of all the drama with Charleston White, China Mac, DJ Academics. Now, let me say this. I don't agree with, you know, the words and the vitriol that Charleston White was spewing against the Asian community. Okay. I, I, I don't. I don't find humor in somebody talking about babies being sodomized and all that stuff. But let me say this. What I find very interesting is that Charleston White has said a lot of crazy shit about black folks. Oh, he said all types of crazy stuff about black folks, black women, black children, you know. And is there some truth in this message? Yes, of course. You know, two things can be right. He can have a truthful message at times. And at times he can be very, very, you know, low vibrational and gutter. And what's very interesting is that when he says vile things about black people and a lot of black folks have called for him to be canceled, like T.I. and Lil Boosie and all them, it's crickets. But now that he's offended the Asian community, there's moves being made. I find that very, very interesting. You know, it seemed like China Mac and all these people were cool when he was going in on black folks. You know, when he was dogging black folks out and, you know, calling uh, Lil Boosie's son a, a shiny, what do you say? He said he was shiny like a black shoe or something like that. When he was going in on T.I.'s son, you know, everybody was laughing. You know, a lot of the, the jokes that he was going in on were, you know, they were, they were low-key funny, some of them. And I didn't see China Mac coming out and going off and saying, hey, that's not right. You know, you shouldn't be going in on them. You're doing too much. It seemed like I'm only hearing all this outrage now that he's talked about Asian people. It's very interesting. You know, like I said, I don't agree with what he's saying, but where's the energy? Like he's he's been disrespectful. Why, why is this the cherry on top? That's the part that's that's very interesting to me. But again, that's just how it is. You can always go in on black folks 
you can always disrespect your own, but the second you start going in on other people, on other people's folks, and they're not trying to have it, now there's petitions, now, you know, no jumpers changing their stance. But he's been dogging out black folks for like the past two years. And like I said, some of it is warranted. I'm not going to say that everything that he said has been bullshit. He said some a, a few real things, right? But everybody was here for that. When he was talking about, you know, dead rappers and their mamas and going in on FBG Ducks, mom and all that stuff, folks were here for it. It was just, you know, let me grab my popcorn. Let me sip my tea. But now, you know, this is where we, oh, he's talking about Asian people in the Asian community. This is where we draw the line. Even black folks are canceling him. Well, this is weird. It's very strange. You know, I don't, I don't care one way or another. You know, I don't, you know, I don't fool with that section of YouTube. So, I mean, they can have their beefs and go back and forth. But I just found that very, very interesting how the energy towards him has all of a sudden changed now that he's going in on Asian people. But when it was black folks, it was, you know, give me more, give me more. So I just, I just find that, you know, it's, it's interesting to me. I'm not about to, you know, be outside picketing. I, you know, that's China Max business and his community's business. Got nothing to do with that. But the energy is definitely, definitely different. Now, I've been out here for 48 minutes. Let's go ahead and segue into this other person. And matter of fact, another person apologized today. Not that Charleston White apologized, but... I want to go ahead and talk about the little Nas X situation while we're talking about selective outrage. Now, I found this situation very, very problematic. And I've been had my issues with little Nas X even before the whole him sliding on a pole down to hell to go get the devil a lap dance. You know, I thought the video was tacky, distasteful, and I, I don't fool with little Nas X. But I've had issues with him before then because he was the king of trolling. And a lot of this shit that he used to say was fucked up. But people excuse it because it's him. So now, and he's always felt like, you know, I don't have to apologize. I was young. I'm little Nas X. Apologize for what? So, you know, okay, fine. If that's the energy he wants to keep. But now I find it very strange that he's offended the trans community. Okay. Let me go ahead and break this down. So Little Nas X, let me share my screen. He issued an apology to the transgender community on Tuesday after sharing a Twitter post that someone took that someone took as him mocking transitioning. Okay. In the post, the 23-year-old rapper uploaded an image of a young black woman, okay, who resembled him with the caption, the surgery was a success. I'm gonna go ahead and show y'all this. This is a lady, the young black woman that he posted. And this is a biological woman, okay? Beautiful girl. I don't think she looks anything like little Nas X. I'm confused, okay? So he says the surgery was a success and the trans community got mad. And basically he's, refer he's referencing facial feminization surgery which many transgender women undergo to alter their typically masculine features to appear more feminine. So the trans community lit his ass up on Twitter. Oh, they were crying tattoo tears. You're making fun of us transitioning. You're, you know, making fun of, I guess, us wanting to look more feminine and 
It was a lot of tears. And at first he doubled down. He's like, I don't give a damn, it's a joke. Learn to take a joke. And then all of a sudden, after they kept dragging him, he came back and apologized. This is what he says. Apologies to the trans community. I definitely handled the situation with anger instead of considering why it was not cool. Much love to you guys, sorry. Okay? I have a problem with this. Okay? Let me go ahead and read my post. I know, you know, I, I write a book. For some reason, oh yeah, people been asking, where's your icon picture? Child, Instagram took it. And I can't find the picture again. It was me at the Bone Thugs and Harmony concert when I was like kneeling behind the little graffiti. I woke up, Instagram just, they just messed up my shit. So that's why I have no icon picture. I probably look like a troll. <laughs> Marty was like, I can create a new picture for you. I said, fuck Instagram. So I just have no face right now on Instagram. I swear, my, me and my battles with Instagram are a mess. This is what I wrote. Now I have shit to say. I said, funny how he can offend pregnant women, Christians, for that disgusting demonic video and drag black female celebrities for years on his trolling account. And everyone says, it's a joke. Get a sense of humor. But as soon as he jokes about being trans, like he joked about being knocked up, the trans community goes off and here he comes with tattooed tears and apologies that he has offered to no one else. Shaking my head, nothing but a bunch of selective outrage weirdos. Did this clown even apologize to the black woman whose picture he used for his joke? They love emasculating black women and hinting that some black women look like men, especially if they are dark skinned. I guess no apology is needed towards her because she's a strong black woman. But let me shut up before I get banned off this raggedy ass app. <laughs> you know, I be beefing with IG, honey. And that's the truth of the matter. Now, I've seen some people say that, oh, she wasn't offended. She liked it. She thought it was cool. If she thinks that that's cute. It's only because he's little Nas X. Because if that was a straight black man, who used her same picture and basically referenced her looking like a man. Oh, it'd be all types of, oh, black women are always getting disrespected. Where are you about to go? Oh, okay. You know, black women are always getting disrespected. Um, this is not cool. If it was a straight black man, she would not be okay with this. But because it's it's little Nas X, it's, okay, it's all right. No, it's not all right. I'm offended for her. First and foremost, like I said, that's a beautiful girl. I'm trying to figure out how she even looks. Besides the skin tone, she looks nothing like little Nas X. Again, when biological women who were pregnant and who have had children were offended by his pregnancy photo shoot. Let me go ahead and refresh your memory. When they were offended by his pregnancy shoot, a lot of folks were told to get a sense of humor. They were told that this is funny. It's a pregnant man. It doesn't matter. That's the world that we live in. Let me share this thread here. Okay, this is him here. Pregnant, acting like he's about to deliver. 
you know, and a lot of people were offended by that. They didn't think it was funny. And they're like, you know, pregnancy is not a costume. You have women who are trying to become mothers, who are trying to become pregnant, who can't get pregnant. Or you have women who have been pregnant who had, you know, a miscarriage. Like, it's not a costume. And you can say it's because he's, you know, black. They they lit James Charles' ass up, too, when James Charles tried to do the same thing. James Charles is a makeup influencer who also thought it was cute to, you know, showcase himself being pregnant. And so, you know, I get it. You know, he wants to troll and be funny. Um, Y'all can watch my previous little Nas X videos where I show y'all, I go down the rabbit hole of all the trolling accounts he had and how he went in on so many black female celebrities, went in on their looks, went in on Blue Ivy, talked about touching his little cousin. He has a very sick sense of humor and everybody's rebuttal to me is he was young, get over it. He was a child. No, I'm sorry, at 16, I don't find it funny to talk about molesting your little cousin. I don't get the joke in that. Okay, just like I don't get the joke in Charleston White's joke about Asian babies. I don't find that type of shit funny. But again, maybe y'all do. But my thing is, it's very interesting that when the Christians were upset about him turning into a damn devil and, you know, giving the the devil a a striptease and doing all that stuff in that video. Oh, y'all need to learn to take a joke. It's just art. Y'all take stuff too seriously. He's the king of trolling. Well, I'm confused. If he's the king of trolling, why can't the trans people understand that he's just trolling? Why did they need an apology? It's okay, I'll wait. Why is their community always treated differently? Like, why does everybody have to, if everybody else is supposed to just take it, pregnant women are supposed to take his trolling, black women are supposed to take his trolling, Christians are supposed to take his trolling, but where we cut it off is the trans community. Make it make sense. And I'm not saying everybody in the trans community, because I'm sure there's a lot of people in the trans community who don't give a shit about Little Nas X or his stupid joke, right? It's usually, you know, the the few, the, the, the crazies are the loudest ones. Because again, it was clearly a joke. He was clearly trolling. That's obvious, just like the pregnancy picture. It's clearly a joke. And he was clearly trolling, okay? So we get that. But I just find it very, very funny that this is the hill that he refuses to die on. You died on all these other hills. I'm going to die on this hill when it comes to me pretending to be the devil and pissing off Christians and creating a Satan shoe. I'm going to die on this hill when it comes to pregnant women being mad about me being pregnant. Posts a picture of a black woman who looks nothing like him and says that he's gotten feminization surgery. Now he's apologizing. So again, to me, it comes off the same thing with the Charleston White. That's why I kind of merged the stories together. Charleston White has been trolling and, you know, saying all types of vile shit about black folks, right? And everybody says it's comedy. He's a comedian. He's being funny. He doesn't mean anything by it. But now that he's using the same energy towards the Asian community, now it's this hashtag cancel Charleston White. Very funny how the energy is different depending on the group that's offended. Very interesting. So like I said, I don't, you know, I can't get into Lil Nas X. The attention seeking for me is a bit much. Um, And I think that, and I don't like the fact that he used that biological woman's picture. He could have used a trans girl's picture and been like, look, I'm transitioning or whatever the hell. 
But why use her picture? She didn't ask to be used like that. And like I said in my statement, you know, uh, it's offensive because a lot of times people will try and make it look like dark skinned black women are masculine or have masculine features. It plays into like futurism and those particular stereotypes. So I, I, I didn't find anything funny about it. And it's very interesting that he went out his way to apologize to the trans community, but said nothing to the black girl or black women for using her picture. Cause supposedly she's not offended, which to me, she's a goofy, she's not offended. She's silly, you know, she's probably starstruck and that's cute, but I'm not. <laughs> so yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't feeling it. I wasn't feeling it. Um, let me see here. I want to go ahead and I got a few more stories I want to hit on. Okay, let's talk about Sierra. <laughs> so we go, we're gonna talk about Sierra and her dress, honey. It has gone viral all over social media. Everybody mama got something to say. It's caused a lot of debate. Quite a few people wanted to know what I thought about the dress. Let me go ahead and pull it up for y'all here. Just a second. <laughs> here goes the dress. So here she is with Russell Wilson, her husband. And in the dress, it's completely sheer fishnet. Looks like she has some nipple pasties. See if I have some other pictures over here. This is the full length of it. Um, this is her from the back. She has on like a little thong. And so this is causing a lot of controversy. A lot of people feel like this is trashy. She's a wife and mother. She's too old. Why is she dressed like this? So people have been dragging her. They've even called him some type of cuck and says that, you know, he looks disturbed. And she's emasculating him because of this dress. Now, let me be honest. I'm not a fan of this dress. Um, I just don't, in my personal opinion, I don't find the dress that attractive. I just don't. I don't know if it's the way it's bunched in the front. It's just, it's not an attractive dress to me. It looks like something you would wear on the beach. You know, like it looks more like swimwear. But with that being said, there are a lot of other scantily clad women as well at the damn Vanity Fair Awards. So let me go ahead and show y'all this. And I noticed they're not getting as much heat as Sierra. So here goes some other women. I don't know who everybody is. This looks just as tacky as this to me. I just, I don't like it. I don't, I don't, I think it's the way it's sitting. It just, it looks it almost makes her look a little bit pregnant. I just, it just doesn't look right. This, I don't know what this feather is over her nipples. Child, I guess. Um, This is the back of it. This is this lady, who is this? Hunter, Hunter Schaefer. I don't like this. I don't think it's that cute. This is weird. This is another person. She has on some type of pasties. I don't like this. It don't look right to me. I don't like that. So there was a lot. I'm basically showing y'all there were other people there that was new to, like Sierra. Now, this is not too, too bad. Not too bad. Rihanna. Now, I thought this was somewhat cute. This was a little bit different. 
I didn't think who is this Becky G. I don't even know who this is. I thought this wasn't too bad. I think it's just the way it's sewn. I thought this was beautiful. Janelle Monet looked really cute. So you had a lot of people who had sheer stuff on, but I think it's the way that you put it together. Now, let me say this, okay? Yeah, it wasn't for the Oscars. It was like the Oscars Vanity Fair after party. Now, a lot of people, what I don't like when it comes to like these outfit debates, it's very funny that as soon as it's people that people like, all of a sudden you're not allowed to dislike it. I've noticed that a lot of the people who don't like it, they just feel like, you know what? You know, if her husband allows her to wear it, that's her business. I really don't like it. I'm not really feeling it. Oh, you're broke. You're single. You're bitter. Look at all these single bitter bitches trying to tell Sierra how to dress. Why does it have to go down to that? It's just, it's, I don't, I just don't like the outfit. I don't think the outfit is cute. I don't have a problem with see-through. I just don't like the way it's stitched. I don't think that because somebody doesn't like it, all of a sudden it's because they're broke, bitter, and single. Like, how does that equate? You know, but again, it's it's just weird. It's it's just an opinion. You know what I mean? Maybe the next outfit she puts on, we'll like. Matter of fact, you know whose outfit who wore something see-through that I honestly did like, and I did a video about it years ago because I remember it went viral. Remember when Rihanna went to the CDA or CDMA, whatever the hell, award show? And she wore CFDA, excuse me, fashion award show. And she wore that see-through dress. I liked it. But the difference is, I believe it's the way it was stitched and put together. Let me share my screen. So this was Rihanna a few years ago. Remember, this caused a lot of controversy. But the way Rihanna wore it, I don't know. It was just something about the way she wore it. It looked very classy and well put together. And it's not me being biased. I just like the way it fit Rihanna better. Let me see. Here go some other pictures. Let's see if I can. It won't let me click. Like even here, you can see her nipples, but it's her nipple. She's not wearing like pasties. Even there's a picture I had. Hold on. Hold on. Sorry. Got to share this. Track. There we go. So here you can see, you can't see her nipples, but even like the way she wore it, I don't know. It just seemed to come off. It was just stitched better. It was just better, well put together in my personal opinion. There's another picture I have of Rihanna. Let me see if I can find it here. Is this the one? No, that's Vanity Fair. There was just like another, there was another one. It had, cause I want y'all to see the back of her dress too. Let me. Let me Google it because I want y'all to look at the, I want y'all to see the full effect. Okay, let me share this, this tab. Okay, so this was like the back of Rihanna's dress. Let me see if I can go on the page because some of this stuff is old. I just feel like the way Rihanna wore it, see a lot of these pictures aren't showing up on the websites because it's so old. So you got to like look at it on Google on that website but even her like her thong it was like a here it is that's the one you see how it's like a thicker it's like a thicker thong i hope y'all can see what i'm pointing at you see it's like it's like thicker it's more nude it's something about the way this is stitched compared to how this was stitched let me share this tab 
I don't know. I don't like the front of it. I think maybe the holes are too big, like the fishnet part of it. It's just too big. It's just not giving me what Rihanna's dress gave me. And that's just my opinion. Does that make Sierra a horrible person and a bad wife? No, it's just my opinion. You know, but I just don't like the fact that unless you're like praising it, all of a sudden you're like, you know, bitter and angry. And no, I just didn't like it. And I have nothing, you know, and I have no problem with see-through or scantily clad. But there's a big difference with the way Rihanna's was. I feel like, we, thank you, who said that? Cherry, Cherry Baby said sloppy, was put together sloppy. It's like, Sierra's outfit just, it didn't look high end to me. Like, I feel like I could find Sierra's outfit at your local strip, you know, like the little, um, those little strip malls where you can get like, you know, like the little strip outfits on South Beach to wear to the club. That's how her outfit came off. It didn't come off like it was a high end outfit to me. It came off like something I could just buy off of like Fashion Nova and wear. You know what I'm saying? But I felt like the way Rihanna's was put together, maybe because the, the holes were a little bit smaller, she had more diamonds, you know, I'm all about bling, honey. So it was a lot of shine, shine, and it gave more of an illusion. Whereas, you know, Sears was just like full on thong and nipple pasties. It just, it just wasn't put together well. Somebody says Zara. Yeah, yeah. It just wasn't put together well, you know. Um, and then again, with her you know, being married, being a mother, being a Christian, I can also see why people kind of felt away because these are the things that she preaches. You know, I'm a wife and Sarah's prayer and, you know, they're, they're at prisons, you know, praying with prisoners and, you know, doing Bible study. So yeah, people may feel away when they see, you know, the pastor's wife, not saying he's a pastor, but hell, he, he plays the role, you know, coming down the, the runway naked. People, you know, some people feel away. You know, Rihanna's never had that vibe. Rihanna's always came off like a big old freak. So, you know, when she comes running down the runway and some see-through shit, we're like, eh, it's Rihanna. So, you know, is it fair? Maybe not, but that's how people look at stuff. But I just don't like the fact that, you know, people have a lot to say solely about her. Because I'm like, did y'all not see the girl with the feather on her nipples? That wasn't cute. If we're going to talk about, you know, showing too much, she's literally covered by a feather. And she can't get away with that because she's small chested. Was that that shit? Had she been shaped like a damn, had some big old cantaloupes, that feather would have flew away. <laughs> That's the only reason why she can wear that. I just, I didn't like it. That was a bit too much, but I'm just noticing that, you know, uh, Sierra is definitely getting a lot more smoke for her outfit than the other people who were naked too. And like I said, you know, I don't know. I just feel like maybe the way Rihanna wore hers or maybe because Rihanna has done it already and she's done it very well. Um, again, not impressed, not impressed. Uh <laughs> Can we zoom in on this? Like what, like, what is this? Is it metal? Is it like cloth? Child. Let me not make fun of the designer's designs. This looks like a bunch of just stitches. Not impressed. But there were some outfits that I did like. Let me see. There's another one I had up. The people who were dressed at the Oscars. They had some cute outfits on. I was surprised that some of the people who came in there dressed 
Like they had common sense. I said, okay, here goes some people. So again, everybody wasn't there naked. That's another thing people were trying to say to make Sierra feel better. Sierra wasn't there. Everybody was there naked. Nobody had on clothes. Quit lying. Other, uh, There were plenty of people there who were fully clothed. Y'all be trying to move the goalposts whenever it's one of y'all's phase, child. Let's go ahead and share this tab. Everybody wasn't naked. Look at this person here. Dressed. This is cute, too. Little cheetah print with the, you know, rhinestones, Olivia, Rodrigo, and Valentino. I thought that was cute. Oh, maybe. Yeah, that's her. Olivia. Okay. This is, who is this? Antonia. See, she's dressed. See, everybody who was there was not dressed with a feather on their titty. Don't let, don't let social media fool y'all. There was a lot of people who dressed cute. She looks cute. I like that. Something simple. Simone. Um, this was interesting. I thought this was interesting. Zwi. I thought this was kind of cute, asymmetrical. Camilla and Versace. I was surprised that Sweetie wore this. I didn't know who the hell this was at first. I had to look twice. I said, okay. Because, you know, I would expect Sweetie to wear what the hell Sierra had on. But I thought Sweetie looked really classy. So, you know, Sweetie was wearing this. She looked like the damn pastor's wife in this picture. I thought this was cute. I like the color, too. Um... I thought this was okay. This is all right. Yahara. She looked like she's scared. Who is this? I don't even know who this is. That's a cute dress. She looks scared, though. Must be her first red carpet or something. Look at these three. They're all dressed. So everybody wasn't naked. People always like to push to go, oh, the whole, everybody there was naked. No, not everybody. Just Sierra and, and, the, little, and the three little white girls. I don't know who this is. Billy, Lord. Okay, that's too plain. You can get this at Forever 21. Naomi Campbell. Okay. Um, who was this? Malaya. All right. All right. I like her pose. Very old school glam. I like her pose. Very nice. Oh, that's Hosley. Okay, she looks different. Okay, Hosley. She looks different. This is okay. That's not bad. Okay, Michaela. That's the that's the um lady from Pose. Okay. That's my show. I like Pose. Look at Miss Bassett. Okay, sis. With the pantsuit. That looks nice. That's that girl with that gap. I forget her name. What's her name? Georgia May. Okay. You can again you can get this at Forever 21. <laughs> Let me stop. That's cute. I kind of like this. That's a different kind of see-through. So as you see, okay, Ashley. I don't know what the hell he wearing. All right. Evan Ross. Now they look cute. I think this is probably how people expect to see her and Russell to come. <laughs> and instead they got this. <laughs> You know, but again, like I said, um, it's just an opinion. I don't think it's that serious that people over here arguing back and forth and calling people broken, single and bitter. It's just an opinion. Either you like the outfit or you don't like the outfit. You know, um, I also don't think that there needs to be a whole lot of, you know, trolling. Y'all say, well, hold on. Somebody said I need to do more fashion reviews. Princess says T needs to do more fashion reviews. And my fashion review is funny, honey. I got y'all in here cracking up. That's how I be just scrolling through pictures online. I'm like, okay, that's cute. Okay, all right. 
I just be going through them, honey. But yeah, I, I wasn't feeling it. I just didn't think it was that cute. You know, like I said, I've seen the see-through done well. And I think Rihanna, she hit it. I think her outfit from 2014, it really hit it. It was cute. It was just put together well. Even though it was sexy and sheer, there was still an elegance. There was still a class about it. Sierra, that bunched up front, it's given her a belly that I know she does not have because her body's on point. It's just, I don't like the way it's stitched. It's just, it's just giving, you know, I'm just looking for attention right now because, you know, Russell be busy on the weekends preaching. I don't know. I wasn't feeling it. Somebody said, lovely tea fashion police. <laughs> Maybe I need to do that for the next award show. Just do a, a hour stream when we going on the fashions, child. Yeah. I wasn't feeling it. it. Yeah, it was just really ill fit. You know what I'm saying? Doesn't make her a bad person, a bad wife, or a bad mother. Some of y'all are definitely reaching with that. But I think everybody's entitled to their opinion. You know, regardless if you like the dress or don't like the dress, I think it's just an opinion. That's why, you know, imagine spending all this time picking out an outfit and then going on the red carpet and then getting offended with who have an opinion. People have an opinion, regardless if you're covered from head to toe. Or, you know, you, you got your ass cheeks out. People are going to have an opinion. Just like I went through everybody's outfit. Some people were covered. It was cute. Other people look like you could have got that at Forever 21. Next. Just an opinion. As long as they had a good old time. And then you have people saying, uh, a lot of y'all commenting would never be invited to the Oscars. But, sir, you're commenting on Twitter. Have you ever been to the Oscars? Oh, okay. So, like, so what? You You've never been. Like, I don't understand, like, how everything turns into, like, ad hominem attacks. You know, it's just people have opinions. And, you know, if you're going to put it on, good or bad, people are going to have an opinion about your outfit. That's just what it is. So if you can't take it, get your ass out the red carpet and stay home. It's that simple. So, yeah, it's always fun. People, like, try and go, like, you know, the extra mile. That's all that is. Let me go ahead and read some more super chats here. Um, hold on here. I think I read that one. Okay. Nina Miles in 1999 says, this sounds like a damn telenova, telenovela. Laugh out loud. Love you, TT. Looking great, by the way. Thank you so much. Yeah, the Juan Dixon situation is a hot mess. That's why I had to break that down first. So thank you. Um, let's see here. Miss Aaliyah says, hey, beautiful, lovely T. Love and appreciate you for all you do. Great work. Thank you so much. Appreciate you, sis. Thanks for coming through. Noah K says, hey, T, I love your videos. Been keeping it real since Azealia and Sky for me. Helped me through CN1 and two. I think you're saying C1, C19. C19, thank you so much. I appreciate you, Noah. Thank you for coming through tonight. Um, Dami Lu says, hey, T, happy to see you live again. I want to ask you, do you think owning a condo slash townhome is a good investment? Yes, anything but real estate um, is technically a good investment, but it all depends. You know, right now the economy is shaky. So it depends on when you buy. Like I was telling everybody in Discord on Sunday, even though the interest rates are going up and it does look scary, you got to understand it kind of evens itself out because in 20, 
2020 and 2021 when everybody had you know FOMO and they were scared of missing out of you know getting a home people were paying upwards of three times what it was worth for a home so with that being said even though the interest rate is higher right now it's eventually going to come back down what goes up must come down so it's going to come back eventually it's going to go down and you can refi but the homes right now are a lot cheaper than they were two three years ago so it kind of balances it out. So even though you may have gotten a home at 3% interest rate or 2.8%, if you paid, let's say the home was only worth 250,000, if you pay 350,000, you paid over, you know, what the home was even worth. So you getting at 3%, you still paid over, right? So anything in real estate can be a good investment, but it depends on when you get in. And, you know, if you can get it at a good enough, low enough price, and if you're going to, what type of investment is going to be? Is it going to be like an Airbnb? Are you going to rent it out? Are you just going to buy it, you know, flip it and then sell it? So it really depends on what you're planning on doing. But in, uh, real estate is king. You know, at the end of the day, real estate is king. You can always borrow against it. You can sell it. You can flip it, you know, and that's more sturdy at this point than a lot of other things than crypto but i digress <laughs> but thank you for the super chat um let's see here um dj says hey t i've been following you since 2009 my birthday is tomorrow but i have to work happy early birthday thank you so much for joining me tonight appreciate you dj um let's see here uh mia lamerica Says, T, can I mail you something? I'm not selling anything. Just saw something and I thought you'd like it. Um, I have a P.O. box. You have to contact me for the P.O. box. So I don't have a public P.O. box because I like to know who I give it to. So in case I get sent some bullshit, I can get it right over to the police. So email me and I'll get you the P.O. box. So thank you so much for the super chat, love. Um, people always ask me, why don't you have a public P.O.? I don't want a bunch of stuff from the public because I don't trust people. Mess around, go to your P.O. box and be anthrax in that bitch. Nope. <laughs> I like to know who I'm giving my P.O. box to. So I can wait for my package. Like I said, let it be some bullshit. Who's going straight to the feds? I don't play that. <laughs> so yeah, I don't I don't do public P.O. boxes at all. I grew up a child of 9-11. Okay, remember the damn anthrax scare? I don't I, that anthrax shit still lives in my head rent-free, okay? We went through a lot of trauma in the 90s. I was thinking about that shit the other day. I said, damn, anthrax. Remember the Waco situation as a child? David Koresh. So we went through a lot of traumatizing shit, man. <laughs> Y'all was just going through like bank crashes and crypto falling. We went through some real shit in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Ever since that anthrax, I don't play that shit. Don't send me nothing publicly. Mm-mm. <laughs> Um, let's see here. Gigi Tavares said 199 says your eyebrows look amazing. You did microblading. No, I did them myself. Thank you so much. Um, I just use a regular eyebrow shaver and I just shave my eyebrows and then I just added eyebrow pencil and a little bit of what is that called? The concealer to highlight, you know, do the highlight and that's it. So thank you. I appreciate it. Um, let's see here. Taylor says, sending you some of this tax money, honey. Love you. Thank you so much, Taylor, for the $4.99. I appreciate you, sis. Thank you for coming through. Um, let's see here. Ooh, 
Hold on, my page is refreshed. I hate when it does that. Okay, there we go. Oh, Wavy Taste said $99.99. Thank you so much, Wavy. He says, hey, Auntie, your favorite soldier checking in. Just wanted to say your discussion about aliens and ancient Egyptians was dope. I recommend watching Avatar, The Last Airbender, and The Legend of Korea in regards to avatars. Both are animated but filled with knowledge, though. Thank you so much for the super chat. I appreciate you. Now, I have watched some of Avatar, The Last Airbender. I remember I went to go watch the movie like years ago with the boys, the 3D movie when it came out. It was trash. But um, the show was pretty good. I remember bits and pieces of that, but I might have to go back and watch it. But it's so much like I was telling everybody the other day, if you go back and you binge watch the old X-Men cartoons from Saturday morning cartoons in the 90s, it's on Disney. And so when I had surgery last year, I just binge watched a bunch of shows. And I went back and I watched all the old X-Men. And it was insane watching as an adult. Because there's so much stuff that you miss when you're like a third grader watching this shit. And they're talking about computers becoming sentient and Bishop, you know, coming from the future back to the past to, you know, to stop the virus. It was so many things in the X-Men cartoons. It is insane to like watch it play out like now in 2023. So, yeah, you got to go back. <laughs> I love the original X-Men 90s cartoons. That was really, really good. No, it, um, it used to come on Saturday mornings. But like Beast was always my favorite character. That was like my favorite X-Men. Beast, Rogue, and Storm were my three favorite X-Men. Um, let me see here. Latino boy says, put a one in the chat if we should toss Charleston White off the planet. By the way, T, your hair is giving Mami Wata life. I love it. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you. Y'all are a mess. Let's see here. Everett Stark sent a $9.99 sticker. Thank you so much, Yvette. Um, Karima Shabazz and 15 says, Charleston should be ashamed. He can't even call this mess satire. It's just sick. I'm glad not all Black people are being blamed for that foolery. Yeah, I think, you know, at this point, it's between Charleston and China Mac. Um, I, I'm, I'm minding my Black ass business. That's between them. But I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't find it funny. I didn't find it funny. Miss um, Sparkles 22 says, did you hear about Charleston White and Math Hoffa's children? I did see something about that. Didn't he say... He was going to do something to like Matt Hoffa's daughter, who's like eight or something, if I'm not mistaken. I seen that was viral. I just shook my head. And again, ain't that a little black girl? I didn't see a lot of uproar with that one. But now it's canceled Charleston White. So I just find the whole thing very, very interesting. So thank you. Um, let's see here. Nia Miles sent 1999 says... I think it's much deeper, T, but I believe Boule, Charleston is an industry plant. I know WAC 100 be saying that. He be saying that all the time, that he's a plant. The things that he says and he gets away with is not fair. If it was anybody else, they'd be banned. So I don't know, you know, and I can see why people think that because he does talk reckless, you know, and Kanye was talking reckless for a while and he got shut down. But 
it looks like now that the Asian community is complaining, you know, they're, they're shutting things down. So who knows? Who knows? But thank you for the super chat, love. Um, Aaron Moore says, hey, auntie, love you and your channel. I appreciate all your hard work. Just curious, have you watched the new Escape and SWV show? Yes. Me and um, Malibu Dollface were talking about that yesterday. I was talking to him on the phone. And we were talking about the show yesterday. That show is a trip. And it's so weird to watch it because y'all know me and Tamika look so much alike. Tamika came to my live event. Put a teacup in the chat if you were at my live event when me and Tamika met for the first time. Because it was so funny because every time I would go down to Atlanta, people would call me Tamika or be like, are you Tamika's sister? Um, and I remember when I used to like first go down and I'd be with Fred and he would always slip up and be like, Tamika, like, why do y'all keep calling me that? Because I would hear that when I was in junior high that I looked like Tamika, but I didn't think anything of it until I started going down to Atlanta and people would think I was Tamika. So we, y'all came, right? We got to meet. And she was like, because we have talked before, you know what I'm saying? But we had never met in person. So when we saw each other, it was like, damn, we really do look alike. So it's been crazy watching the show because like me and her look so much alike. We got a lot of the same mannerisms and stuff. So it's just really funny. But Tamika's a sweetheart. Like I really like Tamika. And it's just sad. I didn't know like they had that much drama between her and Latasha, her sister, and Candy. So we might have to review this every week. Cause I'm just like, I could, I can't even believe I just finished the second episode the other day. And I definitely feel like Latasha's lying about that money, you know, and the fact that the mother is playing favorites between the daughters is really sad because Tamika got three daughters and she treats all her daughters the same. And so the fact that you can clearly see there's a disconnect between the sisters and instead of the mother trying to mend that, it's like she uses that divide you know what I'm saying, to play games between the sisters. And I really think the beef between Tamika and, and her sister also lie with the fact that Tamika and Candy are back cool. I think Latasha wants it to be where it's her and her sister. And then, you know, Tiny's always been in the middle, right? Tiny's always been the neutral one between all the ladies. And it seems like Latasha just either wants to be her sister on her side, having her back. She wants to be there for the check and to sing, but she doesn't want to deal with the other ladies. It's weird. Even when I went to go see them this summer, when I was down in um, New Orleans, and I showed y'all that picture of like me and Tiny hugging, and I was backstage with them. And it was like, Latasha was gone as soon as it was over. Like everybody else was there. We're all kicking it, you know, taking snacks, talking, and Latasha wasn't there. It was just, it's just weird. It, it just almost feels like she doesn't want to be a part of the group, but it's like she has to be with the group because she knows, honestly, that's really the only reason why people are checking for them is because of Candy, is because Candy made a comeback on The Real Housewives. Candy didn't have to do this whole escape thing. She really did it for the fans. Candy is making her bag either way. She's a writer. She's running restaurants. She got the Real Housewives. Candy is doing her thing. So she doesn't have to do escape. But because I think she grew up with these girls, they were at one point, they were all like sisters. She's almost, and I don't mean to say this in a derogatory way, she's almost throwing them a bone, right? Like, let me throw y'all a bone and, or a fish line, however y'all want to say it. Let me look out for y'all and kind of bring y'all where I'm at. So that way y'all can get a bag too. 
And Candy didn't have to do that. She could have just fell back and been like, you know, y'all done disrespected me and drugged me and, you know, I'm doing good. And I think that's really what bothers Latasha because let's also keep it real. Latasha and Tamika are definitely the voices of that group, but Latasha has the strongest voice. When you think of Escape, you hear Latasha's voice. You don't think of Candy's voice like that, okay? But... I think because she thought she was a better singer, um, that she was going to be that girl. She was going to be, you know, like a Mary J. Blige or, you know, Beyonce, just, you know, whatever. And her solo career did not pop for her. Candy's solo career popped and Candy was able to go on and write. I mean, Candy wrote so much shit down in the 2000s. Destiny's Child's Bills, 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 um, TLC, No Scrubs. Candy and, and Tiny... They stay getting checks, writers' credits. So it's like Candy's career has been able to flourish all these years where Latasha has been stuck. And I think she has that resentment towards Candy because to even see them in a room on camera together, you can just see the tension in the air. And, you know, I get we're just here to sing songs for the audience and put on a, a face so we can get this bag, but it's very awkward. That's, that's not a healthy environment. And Tamika is literally stuck in the middle because, you know, that's her sister. But then she also gets along really well right now with Candy and Tiny. So it's a lot. I might have to do a weekly review, honey. We might have to do one because I'm liking the show. And, I, you know, I like all the girls. But it's really sad that, you know, their bond is so fractured like that. So hopefully they'll figure it out. I should see if I can get her to come on here and spill some, you know, extra tea. Come talk to the tea sippers. I'm going to I'm I'm hit her up and see if she'll come on here. Um, let's see here. But yeah, thank you for the super chat, I'm Aaron. I appreciate you, sis. Uh, Todd says the three most powerful groups are Jews, Black women, and the LGBTQ. They will cancel you with absolute quickness. They're not to be trifled with. Facts. Yeah, can't argue there. Thank you for the super chat, love. Appreciate you. Um, Aaron says, I don't know if I'm late, but I never hear CW talk about babies in that manner. Yeah, well, he did. It was kind of disturbing, too. Okay, Blatino Boy Santen says, I find it funny how people had time to roast in Clown Sierra at every chance they get. But let's hear that Sierra pass. God forbid everyone will start crying their fake tattoo tears. Well, that's what any celebrity. I mean, Sierra's not immune to that. People clown at all types of celebrities. And then as soon as they pass, they're following them. I never understood that. Why follow somebody after they died? Are you are they gonna tweet from the grave? Like you'll see somebody where like, let's just, you know, for instance, they have a hundred thousand followers. Such and such, you know, young rapper died. All of a sudden they got a million followers. What are y'all waiting for him to tweet? He died. I know I'm sorry, maybe I don't know, it's just weird. So it's not just Sierra, it's all these celebrities. People, you know, drag and talk about, look at Michael Jackson. People drug Michael Jackson for years. Oh, when did I Michael Jackson? As soon as he died, oh, everybody was in the internet crying. Oh, I was a fan. Oh, I... then they had their little glove on and shit. I'm a Miss Mike. I'm a Michael Jackson fan for life. I can't tell what all these damn Michael Jackson skits you were doing, Ace of the Comic. So, you know, that's just what people do. So it's not just Sierra. They do that about every celebrity. They drag them, and then when they die, it's all the, you know, everybody wants to start following them again. It's just the weirdest shit. All right. 
Like Nipsey Hussle, that thing that was the worst. Like Nipsey didn't have that many fans when he was alive, but okay. Folks then crashed the website buying the clothing. There was so much extra stuff with that. Everybody was down there at the marathon. Remember how people went down there holding visuals? You had the Nation of Islam down there. Y'all weren't even out there buying clothes when he was alive. Remember T.I. was out there trying to buy outfits and shit? Sit down. Let me stop. Next. <laughs> Let me stop, child. It was just too much. Oh, Casper says you're racist. Okay, Casper. Well, let me go ahead and get you out of here, Casper, the friendly white ghost. Bye. <laughs> Bye, Casper. <laughs> well, yeah, people always front when it's, you know, celebrities. You know what I'm saying? So Sierra will be fine, child. Sarah will do something else. She'll, she'll drop a song. People will be making a dance on TikTok. So Sierra will be just fine. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Um, Miss Bonsent 10 says, it's also how you carry yourself wearing a dress. Remember Tony's Grammy dress? Yeah, I liked the Tony's Grammy dress. I thought it was fly. People were trying to say she was trying to be like J-Lo. No comparison. Tony's her own person. I liked the Tony's Grammy dress. I thought it was cute. But I noticed she got a lot more flack. And I like J-Lo's dress too, that Versace dress that went, you know, crazy viral before there was a term viral. I thought both dresses were nice, but people felt like, oh, she's just trying to ride J-Lo's wave for whatever reason. But yeah, it's definitely about how you carry yourself and how it fits. It has to fit well. So thank you for the super chat. Um, let's see here. Bill Gates got me doing this. Says, sis, we need you on fashion TV. You're a melanin, Joan Rivers, and hot. Love from your Samoan, sis. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. I might have to do that for the next one. For the next little award show. We go through all the outfits and see what we like and don't like about them. Um, let's see here. Prince Eddington says, I love the cross IT. Do some more. Y'all are a mess. I don't, you know what, I can't control it. It's just, it's just something I do if I'm like doing something funny, if I'm thinking about something funny, I cross my eyes. I didn't even know I was doing that as much until people started saying it and people were just laughing, but I do that all the time. It's funny. I can't do it if I'm thinking about it. I can't be like, oh, talk and cross your eyes. It's not going to work. It's just like when I'm in the moment and I'm being silly, I'll cross my eyes just because it's even funnier. But if I think about it, I can't do it. <laughs> it's <laughs> It's weird. I can't do it when I think about it. If I'm talking or I'm reading or I'm like mocking somebody, then it, it just comes like natural. It's like the funniest thing. <laughs> right. Like I'm trying to figure out how my racist people just be saying anything, child. Like I said, I, you know, I will always um, help usher people out the door. OK, if you think I'm racist, homophobic, transphobic. That's your business. Let me go ahead and usher you out the door. Say, well, you ain't got to watch me no more. Don't watch my racist, quote unquote, ass anymore. Okay? Because I don't want to ruffle your feathers. So go watch somebody else who you deem is less racist. Because I don't think I've said anything racist. But it's all good. That's their opinion, honey. So they had to go. Um, somebody said, can you talk about the new law in Mississippi? I don't know what law is going on down there. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. 
Uh, let's see here. Ace says, hey, T, when Latasha's husband whispered in her ear in the confessional, it was given them Ike and Tina Turner whispered in Tina Turner's ear during her performance. That was weird. Because Candy was like, she can't do anything without her husband. Then the next scene, he was in her ear whispering. I've never seen a husband break the fourth wall and come into the confessional. That was just, it was really weird. I don't know. But I don't, mm. they better hope that, because you know the internet is messy. And people are already picking sides. And you know what the internet loves to do? They love to dig up stuff. So they might have his tea out here in the next few months. So I don't know. It's given. Somebody says, Andy Lopez in 499 said, it'd be nice if you do a green room on the current bank collapse. We did a whole two hour meeting on Discord on the bank collapse. So I'm bank collapsed out. We talked about it. Um, my main thing was to make sure that people were not involving themselves in the bank run um, that Monday, unless they knew specifically, you know, where they were moving their money to and to just get people like knowledge on that. Um, my, my issue is this, I'm gonna keep it real with you, Andy. When I did the video about the banking situation on Saturday, I don't know if you watched it, but when the bank situation happened, um, cause I, we knew about it Friday. We're talking about it all on discord Friday. I was going out to go get fitted for a dress. Cause, um, I'm going to another, Nigerian wedding in a few weeks. So we had to go do a fitting that day. But I was like, let me go ahead and get this video up just so my subscribers are aware of what's going on. Because a lot of people probably don't even know what's up right now. And at that point, everything was kind of up in the air. Till this day, that video has about 50,000 views. So that's my issue when it comes to like talking about things like that. It doesn't get the views. It doesn't get pushed. People don't watch it. People don't share it. So it's like, you know, what is my motivator to sit here and spend time gathering and putting together information if it doesn't get viewed? And then I can put out a Krishan video the next day and that gets 100,000 views. So that's the part that's just like frustrating. You know why it's like a lot of times people don't talk about those particular topics because they do not get pushed at all. You know, but... As I see it, I'm going to let my audience know. I feel like it's only right. Even if it doesn't get views, I'm going to let y'all know that there's a bank crash, you know, several that's going on right now. But again, it's still up to everybody to do their own due diligence and really understand what's going on in the financial system, because things are going to get a lot worse before it gets better. And I've been saying this for years. Matter of fact, we posted this on Instagram the other day. Before I forget, I've been on here almost two hours. Um, I've been saying this for, for several years now, but this is what's currently going on. For y'all who don't know, the influencer bubble, like I've been saying, is starting to pop. So Facebook and Instagram influencers are losing access to big money-making programs that were previously paying out thousands of dollars per video in an effort to get more Instagram users interested in watching the social network's short form videos. So you guys remember reels and they were offering upwards of $35,000 to do reels. And so what happened is that basically, um, Facebook is going broke. I've been telling y'all that for a while. 
Facebook is losing money. They put all that money into the dumbass metaverse. Nobody's trying to get their soul stuck in there. And he's losing all this money. So now there are all these sites are trying to think of ways to make money. The problem is with social media, a lot of these apps have not made money for the people who invested in them. I told y'all this years ago, when Google bought YouTube, this was not the best investment for Google. YouTube has been a thorn in Google's side between the lawsuits, the drama, the censorship. They haven't made money off of YouTube like that. They bought YouTube for a billion dollars. They have not seen a return on their investments. Only headaches, okay? With Facebook, who now bought Instagram, and, the, and I can even say with Twitter, but let's stick to Facebook. Their issue is they've been lying for years to advertisers. See, folks aren't ready for this conversation. For years, Facebook has been promising you know, you put X amount of dollars into our advertising, we'll get it in front of such and such eyeballs. And, you know, you guys will get people, you know, our, our customer base will go buy your product. And so for years, people dump money into Facebook for ads and, you know, influencers and stuff like that. Well, now that times are hard, interest rates are up. You know, money's not rolling in like that. People are losing their jobs. So people are not spending like they were. A lot of advertisers are now looking and they're seeing they didn't get a return on their Facebook investment. So a lot of advertisers, major advertisers are pulling out of social media. They're not running as many ads as they used to run. More advertisers are now running ads via podcasts directly through micro-influencers and micro-bloggers than they are paying Kim Kardashian, Kylie Jenner, and whoever else $10 million a pop to promote flat tummy tea, whatever the hell they were promoting back in the day. They never saw a return on their investment. So what Instagram did to try and get Instagram and Facebook to try and get people to come back to try and get creators to come back because everybody was moving to TikTok, right? Their competition is this Chinese app. That's the thorn in, you know, Silicon, the Silicon Valley tech gurus. That's a thorn in their side because that particular app is in China. So to wheel everybody back, they promised that they would give content creators, you know, money off of their reels. Because again, if it wasn't for us, the people, there would be no social media. Every time we post a picture, Every time we post a meme, every time we post a gift, that it uh, that is us putting our energy, our time, you know, bringing traffic to these platforms who make billions of dollars, and they don't split the revenue with the people who have made their platforms big. The only app that has done that is YouTube. YouTube was the only one who had the smart business model to think, well, if we don't start paying content creators, there will be no content. And bless YouTube for doing that because they've been able to help a lot of people get out of poverty and, you know, build businesses and brands and things like that. But these other platforms, they wanted to be greedy and keep the money for themselves all these years. So now that people are waking up and they're saying, I'm not going to keep putting my content on Facebook or on Instagram. I can move my content to TikTok and get, you know, sponsorships there. I can move my content to YouTube. 
So that's when they came out with the reels programs and they were going to pay people. But now they don't have the money to pay folks because they're not getting those advertising dollars. Hence why they ended the program. So, but like I've always said, nobody should be depending on one source of income. Nobody should depend on solely on YouTube or Instagram or Facebook. You know what I'm saying? And Facebook was full of crap anyways. I've been monetized with Facebook for years. One month, they might send you a $50 check. The next month, it might be $1,000. Another month, it might be 10 bucks. The next month is 3,000. It never matches up. There's no rhyme or reason. And then if they feel like it, they'll just demonetize a post. Well, why was this demonetized? There's no one you can talk to. So they've always had little shady shit with their payment system. So I'm not surprised that they got rid of the monetization. But what's going to happen moving forward is all of this is about to turn into a subscription-based system. There's not going to be any more old school social media as you once knew it. Um, eventually, to get onto Twitter, it'll be a full subscription. To get onto Instagram, full subscription. All of these platforms are going towards a subscription-based model, just like Netflix and Hulu and all this other stuff. And I know a lot of people are saying, well, if it ever goes to that, I'm just going to stop. I'm never going to use social media again. Bullshit. They have us all addicted now. Everybody's on social media. You have to send emails. You have to, there's just certain things you have to do. You can pick and choose what apps you want to go on, but a lot of people watch YouTube more than they watch television. And they know this. So people will complain and get upset, but eventually people will pay that subscription. Again, I got so tired of the ads, I pay a monthly fee on YouTube just so these ads will leave me the hell alone because the ads have gotten so out of control because they're no longer 10 second ads. Now you can't even skip them. Some are upwards as long as two hours. That's not an ad. That's an entire documentary. So this is where we're going at this point in time. So people better figure it out. You know, that's why I never understood people who get on social media and shit on the people who support them or act like they're up here and the people who support them are down here. Like at the end of the day, if it wasn't for people like you guys in the chat watching us, we wouldn't have a platform. We wouldn't have a brand. So why would you treat the people who watch you like trash? It, it just never made sense to me. So a lot of these influencers are going to get going to have a rude awakening because a lot of people are not going to go when they try and build their own website because a lot of the influencer money is drying up. Nobody's going to pay you. X amount of dollars per month because you treat your fans like trash. So good luck. So yeah, it's, it's a lot. Yeah. And then ad blocker was another thing too. Right. A whole two hour infomercial. It's insane. I was like, I, I, I couldn't take it anymore. I'm like, y'all not going to keep disrupting my showers. I like my hot showers. I don't want to hop out every five seconds because a damn hour ad wants to play. So I was, I was so pissed. I was like, let me go ahead and sign up for this shit. No clothes on, dripping wet, hair wet, pissed. Sign up now. <laughs> like, hell no, them ads were out of control. But yeah, it's it's a mess. Just, just be prepared. Just be prepared. It's going to be a lot of changes. But um, I will say this, you know, Just be very mindful and be very smart with where you keep your money. There's a lot of issues going on with different banks and stuff like that. But like I tell y'all, don't keep your eggs all in one basket. 
make sure whatever bank you're with, they're FDIC insured. Again, most people don't have to, too much worry about that because a lot of y'all don't have 200 grand in the accounts, right? But you still want to make sure just in case of anything happens that, you know, that it is insured. But split it up, you know, just in case, because right now it may not be a bank run. How many times have I told y'all I've literally just logged on to PNC or logged on to Wells or logged on to whatever bank and it's down? Technical issues. We can't do that. We can't do this. So you just don't want to put yourself in a situation where everything is at one bank, like a lot of those people did with SVP. But that whole SVB situation, that that rabbit hole goes deep. It goes very deep. And we're not going to talk about this during the live stream. I'm about to shut me down. But that rabbit hole goes very, very deep with that situation. Um, it's just, Jordan, did you just call us broke? I didn't call you guys broke. What I said is that the average person does not have over 200 grand in their account. That's facts. If you're offended, a hit dog will holler. That's not calling somebody broke. But what I'm saying is that whatever bank that you bank with, make sure that it covers up to that amount. Most banks will cover that automatically. There's a big difference between somebody having $1,000 in their account versus somebody having $100,000 in their account. So wherever you bank, make sure that that's available to you. But again, if you want to feel like I called you broke, I, I don't know where you got that from. That's just the truth of the matter. That's why when people were talking about doing bank runs at their local bank, why are you comparing your situation to Silicon tech startup companies? I don't have $5 million in my account. Like, no, I'm not running to my bank to take out shit. Sounds like a damn Silicon, it, you know, a, a tech situation to me. Why did they have all their money in one account? So, you know, that's all. It's it's no shade. I'm not going to get offended by them and what they have in their accounts. But my, my issue is the whole bailout, because that's exactly what it was. It's very obvious why they built them out. These are some of the most powerful people in the country. So imagine if they didn't bail them out. These are people who donate to our favorite politicians. Remember Sam Bateman Freed? He literally had so many politicians in his pocket. Remember who's the old black lady? I can't think of her name, y'all. Y'all not be having brain fog. Put her name on. She's blowing them kisses and shit. I'm like, damn, must be nice. What's her? Maxine Waters. That's her name. Remember on the Senate floor blowing Sam Bateman Freed. And that dusty ass afro of his kisses. Why? Because she got a bag. So again, they're going to bail them out. If this was a local bank, if this was a local bank, <laughs> the 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 Philadelphia Bank of Philly, they would have let that bitch crash. You would have got your money through FDIC, but anything over that, oh well. But they could not allow these people, these tech startups. They couldn't allow them to lose their money. Because a lot of that money is, guess what? Donor money. The rabbit hole goes deep. The rabbit hole goes deep. So, yes, Sam Bateman freed in his dusty afro, child. That's what I said. <laughs> He's not black. But that damn, his hair look like it ain't been washed in I don't know how long. Let me go ahead, because some of y'all don't know who he is, child. This is Sam. He just looks dusty. 
This is who Maxine Waters was blowing kisses at. This is why we call him Dusty. And he has an afro for y'all who just love to be offended by everything. That's Sam Bankman Freed. Right there. This is one of the richest men in the world. His fall from grace is just very, very interesting. Yeah, that's him. So he's sitting in jail right now. He's probably gonna have some friends with him though soon. Once they finally figure out this whole, you know, bank situation. But yeah, that's him for y'all who don't know. So I'm not, I'm not just being, you know, facetious. He, he's very dusty, but he was very rich too. So it didn't matter. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? I'm like, damn, people was just, I said, y'all was just trusting him with all y'all's money, huh? Must be nice. Like he didn't shower today. He was just throwing money at Sam. You know, damn well a black man couldn't have got that damn money looking like that. Uh-uh, you better have on a three-piece suit, a fresh fade, and smell like Old Spice, bitch. <laughs> Sam Bateman Freelay just rolled out of bed. People just throw money at him. Oh, we ain't know what to do with that money. Hmm, must be nice. So, yeah, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot going on right now in the financial sector. I'm going to read these last few super chats. I'm going to get up out of here. I've been out here for two hours. Then we have over 9,000 people. Thank y'all for coming tonight. I appreciate y'all. This has been a wonderful stream. Um, let me see here. Saiban says, once I noticed the beta option on Facebook, I knew a new day was approaching. Like you said, they pulled the biggest tricks to get folks to say. They're slowly changing how our profile pages are operating. Membership is near. Yeah, they are. Like I said, they snatched off my profile pic. I'm like, well, what did I do now? So they're changing all types of stuff on Facebook and, and Instagram. It's it's a mess. It's a mess. Um, Jeanette says, hey, T, I don't know if my other Super Chat went through, but did you hear about the law, about Law Roach retiring? Who is Law Roach? Hold on. Let me Google. Law Roach. Oh, that I don't I don't know a lot about him. He's Zendaya's stylist. But he's been keeping Zendaya looking nice. I I I heard a little bit that he like wrote a message and said that he was retiring because he's upset about how he's treated or something. Okay, let me let me share my page real quick. I heard something about this, but I don't I don't Fashion people ain't my strong point, child. I'm more into finance. I don't be knowing all these fashion people. But let me, damn, I just had him up. Where'd he go? Oh, here it is. Hold on. I got to put it on this other page. I heard about it on the shade room, but I'm not going to lie. I did not know who he was like that. Okay, here we go. Okay, this is Lob Roach, him right here. So he's in Dea's fashion person, stylist. So they said, imagine Beyonce retiring after homecoming or LeBron James after he won an MVP. That is the equivalent of Law Roach, celebrity stylist to Zendaya, Meg The Stallion, Celine Dion, and more. Announcing his retirement on Instagram this past Sunday, he dressed... Hunter Schaefer and uh, Ann, uh, whatever, two-piece, as well as made the stallion for Vanity Fair party. And last month, he dressed Zendaya 
and not one before Incredible Ground. He says, you win, I'm out. He wrote on Instagram on a post of a stamp graphic. One word, retired, the politics, the lies, the false narratives have finally got to me. Law did not respond for comment. Also, he picked this dress with the feather. I like Meg's dress. I thought that was cute. Zendaya's outfits are always really nice, but she has a very model body. So Zendaya, you can put anything on her. That's really cute. So that's him right here. The girls opening Instagram seeing La Roach is retiring. I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm just, I'm so not a girly girl. I'm sorry. I'm over here like, y'all don't know who Sam Bateman Fried is. And she's like, La Roach. I'm like, who? Let <laughs> me Google. <laughs> I don't know a whole lot about like the fashion people. Now, when it comes to finance and tech, that's my theme. You know, um, from what I heard, somebody said that they sat him. Um, he was supposed to be front row, but they sat him like in the second row or something. Like they've been kind of playing him. And some people are saying that there's racism. I got to look more into it. You know, um, yeah, I'm sure he's a legend. You know what I'm saying? But everybody's into different stuff. So for those who are into like fashion, yeah, I'm sure he's a legend. You know what I mean? Just like for us who are into sports, LeBron. You know, so he's definitely up there. I would have to to research more on what's going on with him. Because um, some people have said that it's racism, that he hasn't been treated with the respect that he deserves, which is unfortunate. And I didn't even know he was dressing a lot of those people. So a lot of them outfits are really nice. Um, so that's sad. Somebody says, I had no idea who Sam Bankman Freed or La Roach was. <laughs> Yeah, you know, people are into what they're into. So I always like to, like, learn new new stuff from y'all. You know, but I'll look more into him and find out what's going on. So I appreciate it. Um, but, yeah, I'm just, I'm more nerdy. You know what I mean? So you tell me some stuff. You bring up, you know, Peter Thiel. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. When's he going to get caught up? You know, them is, like, names that I know. You know, La Roach. I'm like, who? <laughs> you know, but I'm going to look up more about him. He seems like a nice man. And it's unfortunate that he's going through that. That that just sucks. That sucks. So somebody said his feelings are just hurt. He will return. So yeah, I think he's just looking for attention. We'll see, honey. You know, when people are like leaving a grand fashion, they be looking for attention sometimes. You never know. Because, you know, usually when you're just tired, you just, you just go. You know, you're just out. So you never know. But we'll see. Um, but thank you for the super chat, love. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Kurt Hendricks says, hey, T, did you hear the Uzi song, Wanna Rock? It has demonic vibes to it. For some reason, it makes you want to dance. <laughs> Remember, Lucifer is the music. <laughs> Why y'all keep playing with little Uzi and then be like, did y'all know that that song had like, I don't know how many times I got to tell y'all this. Just like the little Christian girl. How did you end up at a Playboy Cardi concert? Like, why? Why were you there? You should be at a soft Christian rock concert. I'm going to go see Playboy Cardi. Oh, it's demonic, you think? You know, y'all keep trying to bring stuff to me about Uzi Vert. I done told you I say that boy name three times fast. It, it comes out as Lucifer. Yeah, I'm sure I want to rock, make sure you want to dance and, and, you know, boogie. Yeah, just like everybody was trying to, oh, JT would never approve of this. Don't be so sure, shit. 
A lot of folks in the industry beyond some weirdo stuff. You know, like I said, you know, even with Uzi, it's like, he seems like a nice young man, you know, because he's not involved in a lot of controversy. He kind of keeps to himself. You know, he, he kind of has like a shy demeanor about him, but I just can't get down with the whole devil shit. You know, the whole, you know, even when he was talking in that interview with TMZ, he had on like the pentagram hat and I just, I just don't, I'm just, I just don't like it. I don't like anything that's like uplifting Satanism. Just, I'm not into it. The big red boots. I caught them out. Little Nas X. I called him out. I just don't like it. You know, to each its own, you know, maybe I'm superstitious. I don't know, but I just don't like it. But yeah, I don't, I don't get why y'all keep listening to him. And then y'all be like, T, I found something about it. Well, yeah, it's a little oozy. I'm not shocked. I'm not shocked at all. A lot of them. I mean, even like I said, um, the Playboy Cardi, they said for like the first 10 minutes, he just sat there screaming like a banshee, just screaming. I said, I guess, child, just give me hip hop. Hip -hop. No, that's way too old. <laughs> give me young MC again. Bust the move, shit. I miss them days. <laughs> All this dark ass shit. Um, let me see here. But thank you for the super chat, love. Appreciate you. Um, Nala says they're also intentionally placing inappropriate ads on kids' videos now. Yep, I have been seeing that. Those ads are so gross. Some cartoon ones, I hate those. I hate those ads. Um, thank you. Let's see here. Andy says, I agree. It's sad that videos about the banking industry do not get many views. No, they don't. It's it's really unfortunate, but you know, that's the way the cookie crumbles, unfortunately. Um the one and only Walt says, I've heard too many stories about people having Chime and other banks closing their accounts for no reason, and they have to fight to get their money back. Yes. And even these online payment things like Stripe, I will never use Stripe again. Y'all know the drama I had with Stripe. They try to shut down my account and keep my money from Spotify and try to lie and say that they didn't know where it was coming from as if it was drug money or something. And I had to have like the head of Spotify and shit go in and contact them to release my money. What if I didn't have connections to Spotify? They're like, well, you're, you know, cause I had the money just sitting there accumulating. And then they try to keep it. And then said that they won't let me get it until like mid January. And this was October. And it took about a week and a half. And then they finally had to release my money. So some of these apps ain't shit either. So you just have to be really careful when you keep your stuff. Some of these apps will like try and like snatch your stuff up. I've had issues even before with PayPal. You know what I'm saying? Well, I've had to fight for them to release stuff. It's it's insane. So a lot of these apps are playing, you know, playing games. Zelle, I don't use Zelle either. Zelle scams you. And if you get scammed on Zelle, the banks do nothing, which I just think is disgusting. Because they promoted it. They created Zelle to compete with Cash App and Venmo. And then if you get scammed, they won't do anything. So be careful using Zelle. Make sure whoever you're sending that money to, you know who you're sending it to. And it's the right person because you will not get anything back. Your bank will not have your back. None of that stuff. I've lost over two grand messing with Zelle. So I, I don't do anything on Zelle. People are like, oh, I only take Zelle. Well, won't get no money from me. Moving on. I don't do Zelle at all. So... Yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, 
Eyes to the Soul sent $100. Thank you so much, Eyes to the Soul. And you sent some money last time. I didn't see it until after the stream. So thank you for last time as well. I really appreciate you. Thank you so much. Um, to be Black Native. I like that name. Says stylists and makeup artists are dimes a dozen. Seamstress and designers are where the money resides. You have great taste also, lovely. Thank you so much. Yeah. It's kind of sad though, like even in that industry, like the people who work on these gowns, they don't get like as much attention. They don't, you know, unless they're like the designer's name because, okay, it's a Givenchy dress. Was Givenchy didn't get down there and sew it. They might've worked with a designer, but they didn't sew it. It's just the name. But the person who's doing all the work, the seamstress, the person who's doing all the beating, you never really know their names, you know, which is unfortunate. Hopefully it's not a little boy in Thailand because, you know, they be having all them kids, you know, slave labor, honey. I'm not saying Givenchy, but, you know, some of these brands, they use like child laborers to, you know, to sew stuff. So a lot of times you don't even know who's making the clothes, which is sad. So, yes, it's crazy, child. Yeah, Stripe is a mess. I would never mess with Stripe, ever. And then when I was like really like digging into them more, it was people saying that they have had money in their Stripe account and Stripe has closed it and they have to go get lawyers to get their money back. So I don't fool with Stripe. So when people were like, why don't you take Stripe? Nope, I don't fool with Stripe. I only do PayPal. Stripe is crazy. So yeah, a lot of these apps are just, you just got to, like I said, just don't keep all your eggs in one basket. Just make sure between internet apps, banking apps, just kind of spread your stuff around. Even if it's like maybe, 500 at this bank, 200 at this bank, 100 at this bank, and then some cash. You know what I'm saying? Just try and spread your stuff around, um, especially with like interest rates going up. Definitely look into getting high yield savings accounts to, you know, kind of get like that interest um, every month on the money that you do have saved up in the bank. So don't just leave in like a regular savings or a regular checkings account. Look for the ones that have the high yields attached to them. That also helps as well. So, all right, y'all. On that note, it's been two hours. I thank you guys so much for coming on and spending some time with me tonight. I know it's late. It's like, ooh, it's almost 10 o'clock, child. Past my bedtime. I'm tired. So I'm about to get ready to go lay down, go to sleep. Um, but you guys, thank you once again for just coming through, showing love. I hope you guys enjoyed the stream. I will talk to you guys later. I am working on a current deep dive. So Hopefully, I will be done with that soon as well. So stay tuned for that. I'll talk to you guys later. Everybody have a good night. Bye.